today's forecast is looking like a high chance of pizza. Stay in an order. Domino's Hawaii, we deliver aloha in any kind weather. from Mama Moli, a Hawaii nonprofit that has just won a $500,000 accelerator award. Aloha no, aloha kako, you're listening to Island Beat. I'm Billy V. And if I find me a pot of gold, I'll never forget about the rainbow. Little bit of love. The Lewis Prize for Music presented Mana Maoli with the prestigious national award for creating positive change in youth through music programs. The announcement was made on the Tamron Hall Show, a nationally syndicated show, and we got a chance to sit down before the awarding and talk story with one of the Kumu, who's also known as entertainer, granddaughter of Auntie Genoa Keave, Paul Mai Ka'i Keave, about the Manamile program. The Lewis Prize for Music will give three $500,000 accelerator awards to leaders across the country who are creating change through youth music programs. One of the finalists comes from Hawaii and is Mana Maoli. With us today is from Mana Maoli is Pumaika Ikeavi, of course, uh, award-winning entertainer, and, and we appreciate you being here today. First of all, congratulations at this amazing nomination. Thank you so much. We feel so fortunate and blessed um, to be one of the finalists of this awesome effort um, to push forward uh, the work of uh, this organization and so many others across the nation with um, youth in music. I was taking a look at some of the past winners and it's like past nominees, it's like everybody's gotten money. Maybe it not be the $500,000 award, but they've gotten like fifteen dollars or $25,000 or $50,000. That must make Mana Maoli very happy. Yeah, to be a finalist, you've already won. <laughs> so tell us, um, for those that are not familiar with Mana Maoli, what is Mana Maoli and how did you get up to getting nominated for this award? Yeah, so Mana Maoli is an organization that's been around for over 20 years, um, originally formed to support uh, the Hawaiian-focused charter school Halau Kumana that's now um, uh, based in Mauna Laha or Makiki Valley. And so uh, what we do is we formed the Mana Mele Project in about 2013 is when it started. And with the Manamele Project, we've been able to operate um, over 70 year-long after-school elective classes uh, focused around music and multimedia for Hawaii's youth. And we are currently servicing 20 schools, uh, mainly Hawaiian-focused charter, across three islands, Kauai, Hawaii Island, and here on Oahu. So how many cakey hands are you touching, maybe? Thousands. <laughs> right? Yeah, because even if they're not a part of our classes, uh, we do something called an artist school visit. And so it, basically it's just a school-wide assembly where we take our entire crew. Um, we also take our state-of-the-art mobile studio. We call her Meleana. And she is equipped uh, to operate 
live events or studio recordings. Um, and so they get to partake in the blessing of being able to sample recording in a real studio and also um, helping out with live sound at these concerts that we put on at the schools. And, you know, that's one of the things that I think the students really enjoy. And so even though we're not servicing the ones who get the classroom experiencing, we are servicing every single child at that school in this assembly. Um, furthermore, the people that we bring aside from our staff come from another key component of the project, which is our Manamauli Collective. Mm. And the collective is just over 200 professionals in the industry, the music industry here in Hawaii. So not just the music artists, but also the music engineers, the video producers, the photographers, the communications journalists. And so these people have dedicated themselves to our efforts of mentoring Hawaii's youth and giving them some sort of guidance and a pathway to a career in the creative industry. On the island, we do it island style. Now you've got, you know, video component, you've got audio component, and at times you're putting that all together. You have some amazing music videos that are collaborations of our Hawaii artists. So you put that together, but the kids are all working those different components as well, right? Right, so when we bring our students in or our youth in to um, mentor them, we are getting them hands-on experience in, real world, uh, in the real world. So they get to operate the cameras, they get to operate the soundboard, and as a result, these collaborative music videos are just a few of the products that come from that. And so the CMVs, as we call them, collaborative music videos, are really important to us because in today's day and age, those things are being broadcast all over social media and the internet. And so a lot of people who hear about Mana Maoli um, have heard because of the video that popped up on their feed or someone shared with them. How many views? You're talking about eyes from around the world. How many views are you getting? Um, we've counted across all of our videos so far over 35 million views. Yeah. If just for a day our queen and king would visit all the islands and saw everything. I'll come back to the videos in just a moment. I kind of want to switch things a little bit. Talk about your experience personally with Manamoli because you have your keiki in there, but you've also been a part of it and are currently part of the organization too. Yeah, so uh, my first involvement with Manamoli was as a collective artist, actually. Um, so Keola Nakanishi, who's our executive director and the brain behind everything, uh, reached out as a friend and um, invited me to be a part of one of their Kanikapila, which is an important component of bringing the professional artists together with our youth and their families um, in an just you know an unofficial um, no pressure jam session what we say in Hawaii Kani Kapila and so I got to be a part of that uh, my children who attend one of the 20 schools that Manamauli serves uh, Kekula Okamakao in Kaneohe um, were a part of the year-long classes and when a vacancy opened up 
of course, the organization will reach out to uh, artists or possible kumu who are close to the school or um, maybe the students in the class. And so knowing that my children were in the classes, I was again approached and asked if I wanted to be a kumu. And so that's how I started getting into the classroom and being able to mentor and teach uh, the youth. Because you are a hands-on mom. <laughs> yes, I'm all in. And so I, you know, I, I've been a substitute for at the schools that my children attend, and I just like to be there on campus, you know, so that I can see what my my children are learning and be able to supplement at home and. So I, of course, appreciate it. If I'm going to be on campus as a sub or dropping the kids off, why not just stick around and do the class as well? So, um, and it also gave me an opportunity to interact with my children. So it's really a lot of those kind of people that really have aloha for their keiki and other keiki yes. that are part of Mana Maoli. Yes, and um, that's what the collective is about, right? So we're reaching out to people who may not have had official uh, background education in teaching um, or being in the classroom, but these are artists, professionals who love what they do and really want to share that with the next generation. Yeah, um, you're talking about artists, so that means that they're being there and they're sitting next to singing or working with Jack Johnson, Kavika Kahiapo, ladies of Naleo Pilimehana, all of these artists that you have. Yes. But also, I've seen some of the artists that are no longer with us, that are some of the greats like yes. Polani Vaughn yes. and, and uh, Ernie Cruz Jr. Mm -hmm. who have been part of this. So yeah. they get to work with them too. Yep, and one of them is also um, Malani Bilyeu. And so one of my, my partners in the team that I work on is his daughter, Kapali. And so, you know, we all have a very strong sense of kuleana. And so Mana Maoli gives us that opportunity to feel um, fulfilled about um, making sure that we awamo kuleana. We've been handed something very important from our kupuna who have worked hard to um, build you know, up a legacy. And for me personally, it's in music. And so this organization and the job that I now carry has given me an opportunity to be able to walk each day knowing that I did something to uphold that kuleana that you know, my tutu left with me. And so um, being a part of the collective, you know, we know that it's not going to be one of those high paying gigs or um, something that's going to help us to get more followers or more um, you know, income. But we do it because it's our kuleana to make sure that the next generation is inspired, is motivated, to do the same, you know, and that's the kind of aloha that our kupuna have left with us. Same old walls, but this house is being made home. Same three floors. Real quickly here, I do want to switch the subject, yes. talk about your executive director, other than the fact that he doesn't like the camera, which is why he's <laughs> not here. I'm calling him out right now, mm -hmm. Kiola Nakanishi. So tell me about Kiola real quick. Um, Keola has, you know, Keola has been amazing. Um, he's, I call him the workaholic. 
Um, he's managed to uh, bring this organization to where it is so that we can still have jobs. You know, for those of the nonprofits out there who know uh, the agony of having to, you know, renew grant funding and apply every so often. So usually when you're given grant monies, it's only lasting for a period of time. And then as you approach that, the end of that period, you have to reapply. So you just never know if you're going to get the funding to continue. And so that's the challenge that we face is that um, because we've been such an established program in these schools, we don't ever want it to just, you know, be yanked from their their um, their grasp. And so we are constantly trying to make sure that we do our part to get the right paperwork in, um, to make sure that the grant um, the grantors are given uh, the data and the you know the the information that they need so that they can continue to support us and. And so we appreciate all of the beneficiaries, the people who are able to support us in whatever way they can. We participate in Giving Tuesday. You know, we have our Hele Poina Ole campaign every year where we pretty much remind everyone exactly what that is. Le Poina Ole, these children are the lay that we are trying, are not forgotten. And so um, whatever donations we receive um, is going to help us to continue our programming. And Keola has made sure that while we are on the ground level um, trying to make sure classes are all good, you know, with supplies and, and organizing events, that Keola is up at the top constantly working to make sure that we have the funding to be able to, to manage our programs. And so. If somebody wants more information from Mana, about Manamoli, where can they get that? Um, they can follow us, of course. Uh, we're very present on social media, Facebook, very. Instagram. That was Pomai Kaikeave, a kumu with Manamaoli. I also got a chance to talk with Daluk Smith, who's the CEO of the Lewis Prize for Music, about why they picked Manamaoli. the map behind us. Let's look at the map where you have all of this, but something is missing. Can we update the map? Can you tell me, give me a little bit of background on how this started and what this award is all about? Sure. So the Lewis Prize for Music uh, started in 2018 and started by philanthropist Daniel Lewis. Uh, Daniel is originally from Cleveland, but has spent many years now in Miami. And he, as a longtime music supporter, uh, became more and more aware of the inequities in access to music education and wanted to be able to do something about that. And so he uh, launched the Lewis Prize for Music as a way of bringing attention to programs around the country that are really putting young people, their music making, and their, their whole personal development at the forefront, not just of opportunity, but putting, putting these young people and their learning, music learning opportunities at the forefront of community change for 
more access to music, more access to holistic supports for young people, and really to make society um, more equitable and, and a beautiful experience for all of us. As you've given out these awards, and not only the huge uh, 500,000 Accelerator Awards, but also the other uh, amounts that you've given out, you know, for those that have been nominated. Um, what kind of changes have you seen and how have you seen that money being used and are you excited and happy about the results that are of that? Yeah, so, so we gave our very first awards in 2020, in January of 2020, and as we all know, um, we entered the COVID era months later. So since that time, we've actually now given grants of varying sizes, um, $500,000 being the largest. We're now at 14 organizations receiving the full $500,000, but uh, many more receiving 75, 50, 25,000. And in total, what we've seen, and the reason that we've given that level of support so quickly is because we're seeing that these community-based music programs are putting young people, their well-being, their families' well-being, their communities' well-being at the forefront. So even as we heard about shutdowns in 2020, these programs were actually ramping up. They were ramping up even faster than schools to provide programs online. They were turning uh, lunch programs into meal delivery services. They were turning their social connection activities into mental health supports. So we, we've been thrilled at what we have seen this, this creative youth development field do across the country, uh, not only before COVID, but especially what we're seeing them do in COVID. And for the organizations that are receiving the full $500,000, uh, we're seeing that what this has enabled is a kind of rapid expansion of their impact in their communities. And it, in that, that comes in a variety of forms. It enables them to do more with more students, put on more public events to really draw the, the community's attention to all that can occur when young people have access to music and the arts. But they also are actually, uh, they're, they're building out their own operational capacity so that they can do more. It's not just the dollars we're delivering, but it's really the compounding of dollars on dollars on dollars and enables them to bring in more staff, enables them to build out facilities so we're just seeing these programs. These are really, really high performing programs that are under-resourced. And by getting a substantial resource from the Lewis Prize, we're showing that any of these programs that get really, really substantial investment are gonna deliver on that investment. Now, specifically with Mana Maoli, what did you see, what brought, what made it so that they are an, an awardee of this Accelerator Award? Sure. So we have a finalist review panel. It's comprised of professionals, young people who've been through programs, and we ask them to look for a variety of factors that we believe are really at the forefront of organizations making positive impacts in their community. And so um, Mana Maoli really stands out for a range of work that they're doing. They're working with schools, young people in school settings. Uh, so that's a whole body of partnership and focus on young people and their development. But then they're also 
translating uh, those opportunities into professional settings, giving young people a chance to work side by side with professional artists, to giving them a chance to learn and build creative economy skills. And all of this is being done through the heart and the lens of native Hawaiian culture. So they're really giving people, they're giving young people both access to their own identity, but also access to the future of what being native Hawaiian really means by being rooted in the traditional and alive in the contemporary. <laughs> With these kinds of factors, do you find what they're doing unique in when you take a look at the country as a whole? One of the things that we've been amazed by is that this creative youth development field exists all across the country, and these programs are not connected to each other. So what makes Mana Maoli unique is the place that Mana Maoli works. It's Hawaii. It is working with native Hawaiian culture. It's working with native Hawaiian youth. That's what's so unique about it. However, what's not unique is this dedication to connecting young people to their own cultural heritage, this belief that young people are agents of change, this recognition that multi-generational collaboration is actually healthy and powerfully important for our communities. So the, the, the actual musical tradition and the, and the specifics of the Hawaiian community are very manifest in Mana Maoli, but the ways in which Mana Maoli is making all of that happen, it's happening in every community across this country with their place, their tradition, their music, their history. So it's, we're so excited to see that Mana Maoli is one of many across the country that are doing great work. And this is why we give more than one award because we want people to realize that this is not about a singular organization in a singular place. This is about recognizing a whole, a whole effort by, by artists across the country who have no other connection to each other other than their commitment to young people, their commitment to their community, and their belief in the power of music to make those lives better. Mahalo for listening to Island Beat. You can listen to any of these shows anytime and anywhere you go. Head to hawaiinewsnow.com slash podcasts. Mahalo mapono. Aloha. Ahoi ho. Aloha.